Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Holy Spirit. Thanks, worship team. Thank you, everyone. Set up here. Is everyone okay? Doing all right? Feeling like you lost an hour of sleep this morning? Anyone? A few people aren't here, so they're still sleeping. I'm just kidding. Watching online, holiday time. Praise God. It's been a rich morning. Hey, man. So I love that. I love it because you kind of feel like you're full. You can. It's time for an afternoon nap. We're not quite there. There's more to do. We've only got a little bit of time left, but that, as I said, we've had a rich morning, so we could we can go home even right now and know that God's done an amazing thing in our lives. Anyone agree? Praise God. Let's. Well, what I'm going to do this morning um, is follow on on a little bit of a, a subject that Mum was speaking on last week and that's around the subject of favor who enjoys favor has been sprinkling of, of favor being put out this morning also which is wonderful um, because it, that is the nature of God it is the character of God he's a God that um, is a God of, of, of favor he wants to um, and he already has when you think about it, you know, the fact that he gave his son, that's pretty amazing favour. Uh, when we don't deserve it, when we don't, you know, we don't, you know, it's something that, that you know, f- you know, for want of a better word, we, we could, you know, obviously have gone to hell because of the things and decisions that we've made in our lives. But because of Jesus, that, that favour of God to give us Jesus, you know, we're set for glory, amen, which is amazing. So I'm going to continue on this subject of favor, and we're going to start in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6, is where, where we'll begin, and says this, it says, uh, the, the boys up the back should put the scriptures up if, if you don't have a Bible or a smartphone or an iPad or something, but um, it says Ephesians chapter 6, verse one, uh, chapter 1, verse 6 says, we thank God for his loving favor to us. He gave this loving favour to us through his much-loved Son. So that's where it's come from. Anyone in the room believe that they are someone's favourite? Like, you know, I'm not talking about God right now, but I'm talking about, like, you just know that, you know what, I am that person's favourite person. You know, if you're married, you know, you should have someone that you think, if they're your favourite, you know. I know. Well, I know that I'm Terry's favourite. I know I'm her favourite nephew. I've told you that before. But here's, here's what I want you to know: is that you are God's favourite. You are actually His favourite person in the world. Turn to the person next year and say, "You are God's favourite." It's kind of funny to say, isn't it? Because it's like this, well, how's your favourite but my favourite? And, you know, it doesn't kind of make sense. But that's, that's how it is. And, and you know, if, you, if you've got children, um, you know, you know, like, you, you don't have favourites. Well, you might. 
but you don't. You don't have a favorite child. Like the, you love them just, you love them equally. You love them each, each one as, as much as you love the other. All right? And the Bible and, you know, scriptures also say that, that, you know, that the Father, God, is no respecter of persons, which means he, he, ha, he doesn't favor one person over another. He favors us all. And like that scripture says, this favor comes through his much-loved son, Jesus. That's how we receive it. Amen? So we are his favorite, and, it's demonst- and it was demonstrated to us through the work of the cross. It all comes back to Jesus. Amen? So let's have a look at Ephesians chapter 2 now. There's quite a few scriptures this morning, but I love using or looking at plenty of scripture. Just it kind of, you know, obviously it tells you that what I'm saying is truth. All right? Not making it up. So Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. You need to know that, you know, the moment that, that you came to Jesus... You know, we entered into the favor of God. Amen? We entered into the favor of God. And what that means is is that we're now considered his highly favored ones. Doesn't that sound good? His highly favored ones. In Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 9, it says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you cannot take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. So grace, everyone say grace. I'm probably repeating some stuff that you've heard before, but you know what's good about that is that it gets into you. It gets into you. Grace is defined as unmerited favor. That's what grace is. Grace is unmerited favor. So God saved you by his unmerited favor when you believed if we read that scripture god saved you by his grace when you believe so god saved you by his unmerited favor when you believed so it's not something that we deserve it's done because of favor amen so the father you know you've heard mum say you know this this quite a bit you know that you know we're, we're in a time where the Father is bringing redemptive grace at an accelerated pace. Have you heard us say that? Well, she probably even said it last week. That you know that that the Father is bringing redemptive grace at an accelerated pace. Now I know that the word redemptive means a whole bunch of things, but I f- things. But I found this 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 um, definition of redemptive, and redemptive is defined as an act of that brings freedom. Okay. So like you grab the words, find out what they mean and, 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 and some of this stuff that we learn like takes on a whole like new meaning or a deeper meaning. You know, so that re- word redemptive is defined as an act that brings faith. So we take that the Father is bringing redemptive grace at an accelerated pace. This is what it is. The Father is bringing unmerited favor which brings freedom. That's what's happening in this time, you know, and she said that, you know, last, like, last week that we are, you know, we're, we're in this age right now. We're in this age of, of dispensation. It's an age of dispensation of the age of grace. That's what we're in now. So that means that we're in an age of where God wants to just, you know, show his unmerited favor towards us. 
We're in an age of favor. So when we're in that time, this, this, this particular moment in time, then what we need to do as believers is, is expect it. Just expect to walk in favor. Not through anything that you deserve or we've earned, but because of Jesus. Because that's where it's come from. Amen? So what, you know, the, the thing about God's favor is that it changes things for us. You know, who's ever had like those, those incredible, like, you, moments in your life where you know, you know what, that's just God, that's God's favor. Like, that is, is, I've got no other explanation for that other than God's favor. You know, be expectant of those times. You know, I think, you know, Dom, didn't you get a job at the Christian school when you weren't even a Christian? That's favor. That's like a miracle, actually. It didn't take long, lad. She's good now. She loves Jesus. But that's favor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that's incredible. Like Mick over there, I know, like he just got like into a new house, which is just incredible, paying the same amount of rent as the last place he was in, which was like horrible. Like that's favor. The other amazing part about that is it's not even meant to be there because he's too young. That's favor. He, he, I'm do, not dobbing him in. He can talk, I'll tell him, he'll tell you this story. But, but this is favor. <laughs> I get these guys up to share those testimonies, but we haven't got time this morning okay but anyway god's favor you, you know it is it's the power that changes things for us what it does is it brings freedom remember what i said it the father is bringing unmerited favor which brings freedom right? yeah, freedom like that that defines the way that god wants us our, li- our lives to be he the way that he wants us to experience our lives freedom amen you know when we receive jesus you know, we're not just talking about going to heaven. You know, we're saved. But we're not just talking about going to heaven. When we're saved, it means to be delivered, protected, preserved, healed, and made whole. That's freedom. That's the kind of life we're meant to be living in and walking in. That's what a, a life of favor looks like. Amen? So when we receive Jesus as our Savior... By grace, we enter into a life surrounded by God's favor. Now, the scriptures say that, you know, that he's, he's, I think it's in Proverbs, that his grace surrounds us, or sorry, his favor, which is grace, surrounds us like a shield. Amen? So his favor surrounds us. So we walk in his favor everywhere we go. We live in his favor everywhere we go. You know, and it's something that we don't earn. It's, it's given to us by grace. And because it's given to us by grace, that's where we put our faith. Amen? That's where we put our faith. Remember, you were saved by grace through faith. 
So there might be circumstances and things that you're experiencing in your life right now where you go, hey, God, where are you? Because the reality is, is that you are his highly favored ones. Put your faith there. Amen? Put your faith there. You know, we can't get caught up in this trap of putting our trust and our faith in, in, in our own holiness. You know, I've got to earn this. It's given to us as a grace gift. It's not earned. Unmerited favor. Someone say unmerited favor. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23. It says, Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will make this happen for he who calls you is faithful. He is faithful. So our holiness comes from God. I know you, you know this. Our holiness comes from God. The Father sees us as born again. You know, the renewed us, the real us. It doesn't see all the flaws. Someone says, praise God. He sees us, who he made us, you know, and who he made us to be. We need to realize that we've been recreated and made whole. You know, it's, it's, it's got nothing to do with our, our own attempt to be holy. Because we, we can't do it. He made us this way. He made us holy. You know, he sees our potential and the greatness that he's put in our lives. That's how he sees us. It's not something that we earn. So we can't put our trust in our own, in our own you know, holiness. We put our faith and our trust in the fact that he made us holy. Amen? 2, uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2 says, May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. So may God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. So here's the thing. If we're not experiencing or, not, or don't have this understanding or, or belief that, you know, that we are his highly favored ones or, you know, that, that I think what mum was saying last week is that, you know, if you're, not, if you're not experiencing this, then get into his word more. You know, get into his word. And this is what this scripture says here, 2 Peter 1, 2. Grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. See, there will be more and more grace, unmerited favor and peace when we grow in our knowledge of God. And how does that happen? Through his word. Amen? Through his word. So we grow in our knowledge of God, we do this in his word and by spe obviously spending time with him. And when, something, when we do that, something happens on the inside of us. There's, there's something that happens on a heart level. It's like everything changes. We start to believe what we're reading. We, start, we look at scriptures like, you know, that we, just, that we just read and we go, you know what, that is me. That's who I am. Now, God sees me as holy. Yes, that's who I am. You know, greater is he than is in me than he is in the world. Yeah, that's who I am. 
See, that comes from growing in our knowledge of God. And when we grow in our knowledge of God, what happens? God gives us more and more grace and peace. Amen? This is wonderful. You getting something out of this? And again, in James 1, 22 verse, uh, to 25, it says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word of God and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. We'll get to that point in a minute. This is really fun. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets that what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, freedom, and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. So be, someone say, be a doer of the word. The only way we, we can be a doer of the word is if we read the word. We've got to be in his word. When, we, when we're in his word, we grow in our knowledge of God. And when we grow in our knowledge of God, what happens? God gives us more and more favor. We walk in more and more favor. Isn't this wonderful? Come on. So be doers of the word, not hearers only. And, and James says that these are the ones that will be blessed. This brings blessing. When we do the word and we don't just hear it. It's like what that is, is it's a manifestation of favor in our lives. That's the blessing. Who wants that? That manifestation of favor. John 6, 63 tells us that the word of God is spirit and life. So what happens, happens on a heart level. You know, it's a work of the spirit and it happens by faith. We begin to live with the expectation of blessing because of favor. Who wants to live in that space? With that expert, you know what? I walk out the door this morning, walk out the door of my house every morning. You know what? I'm walking into a, in, in, in favor. His favor surrounds me like a shield. Amen? In, in verse 20, James 1, verse 23, 24, it talks of um, you know, the, the mirror. You know, if, we, if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. Okay, so what happens, I've used this example once before, but what happens when we look into a mirror? What do we see? We see ourselves. Amen? We see ourselves. When we look in someone's like, I probably didn't want to look at that today. But we look at ourselves in a mirror, we see ourselves. But you know what we're actually looking at? A reflection of ourselves, which actually means that we are seeing ourselves by faith. Why? Because none of us have actually seen our own face. This is the truth, right? We're putting faith in the mirror to tell us that that's what we look at or look like. This is true, right? It's like none of us have ever seen the back of our own heads. Some of us have never actually seen our own backsides. Some of us have probably praised the Lord for that. But we haven't. We, we see a reflection of our face in the mirror. So we're seeing our own face by faith. This is how we need to use the Word of God. 
We need to use the Word of God as our spiritual mirrors. And so when we read it, when we look at it, we're looking at it and we're looking at it by faith and looking at it and reading, okay, what does the Word of God say about me? That's what I'm going to believe. That's what I'm going to believe. What is this? What is this? What, what am I reading about myself here? That's what I'm going to believe. Remember, growing the knowledge of God. Someone say, growing the knowledge of God. What happens? More and more favor. That shield. We walk in that shield. That shield surrounds us. Amen? Come on. All right. We'll skip that part. Almost out of time this morning. That's okay. So what does the word got to say about you? You know, what does it say about you? This is what we've, we've, we look at when we, we're in the Word. This is what we see. This becomes what we live from. What does it say about you? Amen? So when we grow in our knowledge of the Father, you know, what the, the, the result is this, is that we know we are sons. We know we are sons. We've got any sons in the house? When we grow in our knowledge of the Father, we, we, we know that we are sons. Now, everyone knows the story of the prodigal son, right? And, you know, quite often we'll focus on the, like, the prodigal son, the son that returns. But I want to have a little very quick look at the older brother, okay? So you know the story, so we won't, we won't go right into it. But, you, you know, he, he gets, you know, son comes back after living a loose life and... Um, you know, he gets to find the robe and the, the, the ring and the sandals and the fattened calf and, and all those things. But verse 28, this is how the, this is the older brother's response. It says the older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him. Verse 29 says, but he replied, all these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to. And in all that time, you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fatted calf. His father said to him, look, dear son, you have always stayed by me and everything I have is yours. Okay, so looking at this. When we grow in our knowledge of God, when we're in the, in the Word, and we, you know, this is what God says about me, you know, we we know we're sons. See, the problem for this guy was the older brother was is that, you know, he thought he had to earn his father's favor. He thought he had to earn his father's favor, but see, the thing about being a son is this is that a son knows that they are favoured. Amen? A son knows that they are favoured. So I know that I'm favoured. So when I go to mum and dad's house, I know that I don't have to ask to go to the fridge. And it's as simple as that. A son knows that they're favoured. 
So when we grow in our knowledge of God, when we're in his word, when we're spending time with him, we know we're sons. That's the fruit. That's what he shows us. You know, that's his goodness. Amen? That's his goodness. Another definition of favor is this, is is demonstrated delight. Who likes that? That's what favor is, demonstrated delight. Amen? So your father, you know, the father in the prodigal son, like he demonstrated delight at the return of his son. You know, and you think about people in your old, remember I asked you that question, people that you, 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 you know, they're, they're your favorites. You know, and you know that, you know, I'm their favorite person. Well, you, you know that. Why? Because they demonstrate delight towards you. Amen? They demonstrate delight towards you. See, Heather's my favorite person in the world, you know? And, you know, because I favor her as my... I, I, I demonstrate delight towards her, and she demonstrates delight back towards me. And that's what happens. You know, there's this, this interaction, there's this exchange that goes on. Amen? You know, because I favor her, she favors me. That's usually what happens when we favor, favor people. We demonstrate delight towards people. Praise the Lord. Oh, I do here. Psalm 37, verse 23. We're going to finish up. The Lord says this in 37, verse 23. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. That word, he delights in. What's that? Favor. That's favor. You know, he brings favor into every detail of your life. Who wants that? Come on. So the Father seeks out those who love him and love his words so that he can bless, guide, and protect them. You know, that doesn't mean that life will not be difficult. You know, you, you think about, real quick, in, in Luke 1, talks about, you know, when, when Gabriel came to Mary, you know, and it says that Gabriel appeared to her, this is verse 28, and said, greetings, favored woman. Greetings, favored woman. And he says this, the Lord is with you. All right? So like I said, you know, this, 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 Favor that we walk in that surrounds us like a shield doesn't mean that we're not going to face difficulties in life because we, we will, all right? But what happens when we're favored and like was with Mary, greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. God's always with us. Now you think about Mary, she faced difficulties, you know, this, this angel appears to her and proclaims that, you know, she is highly favored of God. You know, and then, you know, her life was difficult after that. You know, she had to try and explain to people what had happened. Like, you know, she was a virgin. Yet she was pregnant and life became difficult because people didn't understand what was going on. 
All right? So she had, she had a problem. But here's the thing. As soon as the angel said to Mary, you are highly favored, he also said this, God is with you. And that's the difference. That's what favor does. That's, that's the expectation of favor. Just because sometimes, you know, things might not work out because life is difficult, we need to understand this, is that God is with us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. Amen? Isn't that good? Come on. We'll finish. I'm going to read you these scriptures. I'm not going to say anything about them other than just to read them to you. Are you ready? Proverbs 3 verse 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. See, God is with you. He will show you. Amen. That's favor. Romans 8, 28. And when we know God causes everything to work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. That's favor. All things work together for good. Amen. Proverbs 8.35, for whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. Psalm 5.25, and here's this scripture that I was been talking about all morning. It says, um, for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor you will surround him as with a shield. So say this, I am righteous. Your favor surrounds me like a shield. Amen. He's a good God. He's a good God. Get into his word. Grow in your knowledge of him. Know that you're a son. Amen. Sons know they're favored. Bless the Lord. We'll finish up sake of time and if you can we're going to pray if you would like prayer this morning um we would love to pray with you just let me pray for you all corporately just before we do that so father we just thank you for a wonderful morning we thank you for your goodness we thank you for your favor we thank you father that is something that we don't have to earn that's given to us as a free gift Father, I just pray, Lord, right now that you open our hearts. Father, God, just let us know, Lord, that, that we are highly favored. Just thank you, Jesus, that, uh, you know, there's, again, Lord, there's nothing that we can do to earn this. It's already been bought. It's already been paid for by Jesus. So, Father, right now, I just pray, Lord, that anyone here that has any any kind of doubt father god in their, in their life or in their heart just where they stand with you lord god just pray lord that you get on them in the name of jesus just to rest their heart just let them feel you experience you in a way they never have before and father right now we just thank you for your goodness lord we thank you father that your favor surrounds us as a shield as your word says. And thank you, Father, that becomes our reality, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We, we, as I said, we'd love to pray for you. and We would love to pray. You know what? I just, 
just mentioned there, you know what, if you've got any doubt or any, any you know, thought even that of where you, you stand with God, you know, um, come on up, let us pray for you. You know, you might not have even received Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. Asked him into your life, come up, let us pray for you. Uh, because, yeah, he, he's, a, he's a good God and he wants to show you that. Amen. So, yeah, we'd love to pray for anyone that needs prayer for this morning. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Um, grab a coffee afterwards. Bless someone. We'd love the children to be picked up too. That would be fantastic too. Bless you. See you next week.